Okay. So last night, Dave Matthews was a guest on The Tonight Show. Dave Matthews Band. Dave Matthews Band, correct. Um, And so, you know, Jimmy Fallon, he always likes to have his guests do some antics here and there. This is what he decided to have Dave Matthews do. I'm just going to pull pull up the video, and the title will kind of say it all. It says, Dave Matthews sings Cardi B, Lil Pump, Migos. Oh, man, this is going to be fantastic. Jimmy Fallon got the ill Billy Ray Cyrus mullet. What's up, we shake that? Because you're going to love this brand new music album. Oh. Dave Matthews sings this cover. Oh, wow. The Doves. <laughs> the Crown. Do you think Pen and Pixel did that? I hope they did. I pray. They deserve all the credit for everything that looks like that. <laughs> did he just call a trap tasty? Oh Lord, Dave! My God! Wait! (laughs) Yo! (laughs) Yo! Yo! Man! Acoustic Trap 2020. You realize this is all Post Malone does, right? This is basically this is basically a version of Post Malone. I hope he does White Iverson. Oh Lord. Oh wow. Oh no. <laughs> Yo, this is the version they play in David Busters. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Wait, did you hear that Bird of Paradise trill he just did? No, I did not. Oh, wow. Can you imagine when he's going to do Cardi? The, oh, the, man. The money raining down. Oh, no. Like a PowerPoint graphic. Who do you think he's trying to imitate here? I have no I idea. Have no idea. What's my man's name from the actor studio? Oh no! Don't insult him like that. It's That's like, rude. It's like the Jimmy. It's like it a does, Jimmy. The, the vibes there. The, the the yeah. It's like a Jimmy Fallonish. I guess it's like masterpiece theater. It could be like masterpiece theater. There's some of that in there. That one. What is happening? I don't know. This is the version no one asked for. Notice how the audience reaction is very faint. <gasps> Ooh. Okay, Dave. Oh. <laughs> Dave Matthews blood? Wow. That's rude. If you had to spend the rest of your life on an island with either this song or Taylor Swift's version of September, 
Mm. Which one? Oh. Give me Dave. Dave is shorter. Give me Dave. Dave is much shorter. (laughs) (laughs) Dave is much shorter. Dave fucking Matthews. (laughs) This is 2018. A year anything can happen. Clearly. Clearly, right? Right. Like that's where we're at with everything in life right now. So I'm Christina Lee. I'm Jason Lee, no relation. I'm yo. And we are witnessing the apocalypse on the Something to Say podcast. Currently. Right now. So, live from Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> so the reason why <laughs> the reason why I thought this clip was required viewing tor- slash torture for all of us is because we got to thinking about Atlanta hip hop and specifically which acts make it big and which acts don't meet our expectations and all this stuff. And Ja, you've been thinking about Ray Shrimmer kind of a bit. You're Team Slim Jimmy. I'm definitely Team Slim Jimmy. I feel like Slim Jimmy's gotten a very bad rap lately. Okay, you're going to have to explain because I feel like I'm out of the loop. Well, I'm not even that he's gotten a bad rap. It's just a lot of, it's very one, I feel like the fandom of Ray Shrimmer is very one-sided. It's very swayly heavy. Like if it was one of them like, uh, seesaws like in elementary school like there'd be like a million people on the swaley side and jimmy be standing up there by himself like yo what the uh-huh. fuck? but jimmy is dope like i feel like jimmy brings the energy to the group and you know he was not gonna be slandered by you people out here he's not <laughs> gonna be uh, uh subjected to being the french fries in the five guys bag slim jimmy is more than that oh he, is, he is more than that he's much more than that but when do you think the split came Cause I feel like when we got introduced to the two, it was kind of even, but within the last maybe like two years, leaning on to three years, yeah, it's been like, uh, Sway Lee's gonna go solo, or uh, yeah, Sway Lee, we need a solo album, we don't need a, a another Ray Shimmer record, you know. So I kind of feel like the inspiration for the three kind of came from you know everyone having music that's solo, but the demand was there. Uh-huh. Except that a lot of people were asking for like a Slim Jimmy record in comparison <laughs> to, to that Swelly record. Yeah, I mean, I think Unforgettable definitely did a whole lot yeah. to like bolster that thing. I mean, even though it was a French Montana song, I think everyone who heard it pretty much was like, "Oh yeah, Sway must have given French Montana this song." Like clearly, it was something that felt like he had already conceived. So I mean, I think he's just probably done more features that have. You know, captured people's attention as opposed to Jimmy maybe, and that's where people just look at it like, okay, this is the guy. I mean, the public always going to choose somebody. If there's a group, somebody's going to pick a guy. Every like, time. That every time, it's not going to fail. Like, I feel like in the locks, it was like, Jadakiss, you're the guy. Even though Outcast, I guess, is a little bit different because people seem to have, like, Andre came up at some point, it feels like, with Outcast. I think has he changed the most. Yeah. I think it was such a. Um a surprise to kind of see how his content changed and how his like even the way he would rap changed to like from album to album i think big boy kind of perfected his style versus like transformed as much as andre did yeah no i agree with you i mean he, he was definitely one to i mean he stood out right like he did everything he did in an yeah. attempt to like get away from being whatever they were when they first came in and like you said big just kind of perfected that that whole thing i mean i guess my thoughts with ray Shrimmer is kind of like they have these joints and it's like i just don't feel it doesn't feel like the fervor is there the same way people were 
it feels like people react differently to them than they do the Migos. Okay. Okay. I and do. I just, and, I, and I just wonder what that is. I, I'm not, I don't have a really good answer for it. I just wonder what it is. Yeah. It's been really interesting to kind of see, um, Ray Schremer post like Black Beatles because that's like the highest charting single that they've had so far. Like they literally right. mm-hmm. went number one with that. And that was also sort of in tandem with like this mannequin challenge that actually, you know, had Paul McCartney, you know, going on a vine and feeling like he had to do Man- this shit. Mannequin <laughs> <laughs> challenge had him going up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Versus like, um, so yeah, it has been interesting, especially since like um, Black Beatles and Bad and Bougie pretty much mm-hmm. met number one like around the same time. Um, but I think you're right. It, um, the hype for Ray Schremer had significantly like died down. It feels like compared to even when Migos was like coming out with Culture Two, and um, I think part of the reason might be actually was that, um, and this is something that no one really talks about. That Bad and Bougie, or not Bad and Bougie, um, the Black Beetle Mannequin Challenge connection was basically dreamed up by some creative agency. Do you guys know about this? Was it? I had no idea. Okay, so Pensions and Planes did an interview with the guys behind this agency called Pizza Slime. Okay. So Pizza Slime is working in with Interscope. So they're looking and they're like, okay, um, Ray Sherman does this out al- has this album coming out, and their music is sort of geared toward, like it's well suited towards like memes, short form content is the way that they put it because that's how ad agencies talk. <laughs> and like that sounds very ad agency. Exactly. And so they're thinking, okay, we see that the man- mannequin challenge is starting to take off, but there is no song attached to this particular moment. So right. we need to figure out a way to get Ray Shrimmered on this. So Ray Shrimmer does the mannequin challenge at like their concert. And then the next thing you know, the shit like takes off. And they said something to the wow. effect of like, we got, we, 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 uh, you know, we got the video to all the respective parties that we needed to get it to, things like that. But it made it, the way that the interview played out, it made it seem like a concerted effort to make this song actually go off. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's from 2016, Pigeons and Planes interview. I never heard that before this. It's kind of crazy because no one really talked about it. How do you pitch a hashtag to an artist? Like, how do you go? I wonder. I just would have loved to have been in that meeting. Like, I when know. you go to Ray Schremer, like, what do you tell them? Like, there's this thing going on online, and it's like, if you guys do this in your video or do this at your concert during this song, like, mm-hmm. you'll go number one. You yeah, you'll go number one. Like, is that an actual pitch that you can go to somebody with in 2018 and say? Ray Schremer seemed like you know. Uh, good-natured people. Oh, no, I'm sure they thought it was a great time. Yeah, yeah, no, they probably thought it was fun. Like, hey, like, we're going to have a good time. But, like, but it's really kind of genius if you think about it. If you if you pay attention to the climate on social media and there's a challenge that they have, a, like, a really good feeling is going to go crazy, why not attach a song to it? Now, I don't know how you choose what artist and what song, but going viral has made so many records, number one. For yeah. sure. So I kind of feel like I wouldn't be surprised if labels marketing teams are seeking these ideas out sure. or seeking agencies that might have like ideas how to use social media to like uplift these records. Yeah. Well, you got to think, I guess that that's like literally the whole concept of Musical.ly, right? Like the whole reason they're even a platform to begin with is because people like to perform songs on social media. And are they doing all that well, though? Musical.ly, I don't know if they're doing that well anymore. I just know that I feel like it was a thing at one point. I mean, obviously, they're still up and running. I don't know what they're next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Facebook will buy them. 
Facebook buys everything. So like right, maybe right. Zuckerberg or cut them a check and mm-hmm. it'll be something new on Facebook. But um yeah. but I mean the little but it's like the whole purpose of their platform is just viral music videos. Yeah. Or or attaching a song to a viral video of some kind. So yeah. I mean I guess it makes sense. Yeah. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. I had no idea about yeah. that. So, oh excuse me. No, go ahead. Well. Do you think that helped Thug at all? Because remember best friend went pretty viral. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't attached to anything, but I kind of feel like where he is right now, he hasn't really produced uh, like a really big record. He hasn't really produced like, not in hip hop. Because yeah. keep in mind, like literally, I was just in rural PA the other day, and I'm hearing Havana by Camila Cabello. Oh yeah. You Speaking. we kind of forget because like Atlanta does kind of exist in its like own bubble where mm-hmm. like we're privy to like Amigos and like a young Dolph and like a little baby like all the time, exactly. and it's glorious. But um, but yeah, Young Thug like in the pop sphere was taking off. He managed to get East Atlanta on like a pop song. But like in hip hop, especially around the time when he and Future did like Super Slimy, mm-hmm. it kind of felt, the response felt very tepid. Yeah. Surprisingly. For something that big. Yeah, I mean for those two. I mean, but we did just get two Future albums in the same year. So I don't know if it was like being featured out, but I thought it was going to be like a much bigger deal. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the truth of the matter is, is that as much work as both Thug and Future have put in on their respective sides, I feel like they're still both under a glass ceiling. Mm, okay. Like, Future's attempts to be out of here, out of here, out of here appears to be an album that he hated making and that he didn't really fuck with like that, which was honest. Mm, okay. I remember hearing, like, at the time when he was doing interviews, I think he did... Uh, what was uh, what was Elliot Wilson's uh, Rat Radar? Yeah, but what was his interview series that he was doing? Crown. Crown. Oh. Okay, boom. So Future did his crown here at the uh, Plaza Theater. Plaza Theater on Ponce, and he was talking about you know, honestly, he was talking about basically being out in Hollywood. You know, he was still with Sierra at the time, and just being in these spaces where he felt, I guess, more pushed to do those type of records and be in that kind of world. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Future and Thugs, like, what makes them them is still what's right here. Yeah. In Atlanta. And, in, in you know, in a, there's superstars, you know, in the U.S., but I just feel like they haven't taken off to the point, they haven't even seen their full potential, I don't think. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like Future consistently tries to push himself in different directions, whether that's with Hendrix or whether that's, um, uh, like, um, doing the Superfly soundtrack, basically mm. taking full charge of that. That's a good step for him, too. Yeah, but on both attempts, I like even with the Superfly soundtrack, I felt like that release got totally lost compared to every all the shit fuck that was like, going on. Right? Yeah. Tough month. Yeah, no, <laughs> real tough month. The month, month is pretty crowded. I don't even think people were talking about the soundtrack. Yeah. Like that. Many it, people, not a lot of people talking about the movie. Good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, if, it's like... It feels like Atlanta Belly. Atlanta Belly? Oh. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, I've seen it. A lot of oh, Lambos, a lot of machine guns. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is a big and dumb film. I actually liked it more than I thought I would. Really? But it is so over the top. Yeah. yeah. Like so over the top. Keep Not in so mind bad. that the rivaling drug gang is called Snow Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that says it all, honestly. Come on. <laughs> but then on top of that, it's like, um, 
yeah it's like in the beginning you know um priest is kind of walking out of a club that's supposed to be like a mansion lawn type although it's like part mansion lawn part strip club or whatever mm. he walks out and like a guy from snow patrol shoots tries to shoot at priest ends up uh shooting a girl in the stomach so like priest hands this woman like you know like a whole stack of bills and it's just like gets a grady the best the best trauma facility in town or whatever and then he like speeds off and it was just like Wait, so there's Atlanta PR propaganda in this show? Yes. <laughs> is that what you're telling me? That is how is over the top it is. That is how over the top it is. I'm telling you. There's no way that happened. I have to go see it. Yeah, you, yeah. I, well, I, well, now I'm, you have I'm to go see it. I've like, <laughs> took a whole lot of cash. Listen. Go to Grady and see Dr. Oh, my did, God. Did he wink into the camera after that? <laughs> you yeah, know, he may as well have. He may as well have. After you say something like that. Yeah, it, wow. yeah. But it was so funny. Yeah, seeing that movie was, like, really surreal because um, Director X, the guy who did Drake's Hotline Bling, is, like, in charge of that. And, um, like, he, it just felt like an extended video, like, so many High times. Rooms, belly. Yeah, no. I mean, you, well, you know, X is, is uh, X is, is, like, Hype Williams, like, son, right? right. Like, uh, wait, X really? Version. Well, I mean, not his son, but like his son. Like, oh, like okay. I think X came up under Hype Williams. Uh, I think X. I think X at one point was either, I think early in his career, he either was like Hype's, uh, not intern, but I guess like apprentice, I guess, or oh, Hype was like his mentor. I did not know that. So yes, yeah, I feel like they've always had this not a style clash, but I can see, I can always see how Hype Williams influenced the, the similarities. X. Yeah, and when you see an X video, it's kind of like, it, you know, it's sleek, it's glossy, it's, yeah. it's dark, but there's still some use of color. Like, it's a very specific style that I don't really see in anybody's music videos except for X and Hype Williams. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. why when I saw the Superfly trailer, I was like, okay, this definitely looks like Atlanta Belly. Like, <laughs> oh, I feel is, you. I feel you. That's this what is going to be one of those things. Um, yeah. But... You, Doug did have his number one, right? I mean, at least with the the record, the kind of Spanish record, right? Mm-hmm, with Havana, yeah. It was huge, and it went number one, but yeah. it, it didn't cross back over into hip-hop. Oh, no, not so, at all. I mean, that kind of looks like the Black Beatles' number one record, but it didn't really uh, send them surging up in hip-hop. Is the power of a number one, is that being changed, or do you hmm. think, like, like how, with the Migos, it felt right, right? It when did. They went yeah. number one. It was like this is a moment, but they had so many other records on top of that. Like it was just like one long moment. Yeah. So yeah. It, I guess it depends on like how how you use that that number one and leverage into like bigger situations. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I yeah. mean, Bad and Bougie was just p- one song out of like I think the best album that they've done, right. like yeah. far and away. Oh, she was like their their team one on one. Where it's oh, just wow. Yeah, basically. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Play them all like you could play this album top to bottom. Right. And yeah. You're gonna jam out like the entire time. Yeah. Exactly. And it was records like Cocoon that weren't even on that were just like Lucy's that they just threw out. That's so <laughs> like, great. I know. Amigo Lucy. Other bank. The Thug remix like, is great too. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Like. Yeah, T-shirt had its own moment too. It did. Yeah, right. T-shirt. I Super actually free. like. I think I actually like T-shirt better as a song than Bad and Bougie. No, easily. Like I, that is like, a like non-controversial just, just my own personal taste. Like I think T-shirt is a better song than Bad and Blue, and that's saying a lot. A yeah, lot exactly, like, exactly. Hey, come on, man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like looking back, do you think, do you think any of y'all could have predicted how big Migos was going to be? 
No, not this. Nah, not ever. I didn't I, see I, it. I didn't see it. At I all. thought they were going to be popular. I know they were going to be big in Atlanta, regardless. Yeah. But I did not know like worldwide. Yeah. No, I mean the the first time I saw that video from <clears throat> Johannesburg or wherever they were in Africa, mm. and I was like, wow, like. That's how y'all give it up. I mean, I know that, like, you know, people in Africa are kind of in tune to what's going on here as far as... Oh, you're talking about the live concert footage where they're playing Bad and Bougie. Yeah, and it's going ape shit in Johannesburg. And I'm like, wow, like, these dudes are from Gwinnett County. (laughs) Like, (laughs) this is pretty crazy. Yeah. You know, and I guess other people feel like that, you know, from from their respective cities or whatnot, but just... You know, I think just because of the history of Atlanta, I think we're still, I still think that we are surprised to see the artists from here still go to places they go mm. to a certain extent. And not surprised, like we didn't think it could happen, but just, mm. you know, I mean, I, like I said, I didn't think it was going to be like that for Migos. Mm-mm. I mean, Handsome and Wealthy is an amazing song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a classic. That's yeah. a classic. <laughs> you yeah. You know, Hannah Montana and, like, oh, yeah. all of these other records Bando. is, like, Bando. Like, these are all classic joints, but I just, wow. And, you know, when Drake jumped on Versace, I think a lot of people count them out, you know. This is oh your Drake God. co-sign. Right. Oh, my You God. got the stimulus package. We'll see you in the reunion. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, they thought that was it. And oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just remember A3C from that year. 2013 A3C because like I had an assignment that year which was to not go see any of the big headliner acts Mm. but to go see all the smaller build acts and see if there's anybody promising to pick out of there I swear I saw so many Versace remixes like people kind of like freestyling a Versace and here was the kicker like I remember this one girl in particular she was from Philly and I remember that because she shouted out Meek Mill she's like shout out to being you know in the same town as Meek Mill right Mm. there she was one of several rappers who did a Versace remix while dissing Migos at the same time. She's like, I'm gonna bring real hip hop back and guess what, I'm gonna oh, do it man. to Versace. Oh. Like, and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, no matter where I went, whether it was like the Philadelphia showcase, whether it was the UK showcase, whether it was this, it was that, there was almost always like some Versace remix, but most of them were being like, we hate Migos. Right. It was just like that was a song in the moment where I guess they felt like they could catch attention. Mm-hmm. So that was really surreal. So it was, I mean, to look back on that is like kind of crazy just because it's like I never thought at that time, mm-hmm. which keep in mind was like five years ago, they were going to be able to get to a place where like it's like, oh, people love him now. Jimmy yeah. Fallon loves him now, mm-hmm. you know? Like they're, I feel like they're on the, the, the path now. Like if they want to go full Snoop Dogg. And be like America's favorite drug dealers, America's favorite <laughs> crack whippers, wrist whippers. Like I feel like they're on the path now, and now they just have to like do the other necessary steps to keep ascending. If they choose, they want if they want to go that way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what the next for the Migos. Yeah, Snoop is so big they forgot he was accused of murdering somebody. Yeah, like literally on trial. On trial, you they will never talk about that. Now. The anniversary was not that long ago either. It I think was it was like it? The, in a like a, a month ago or something. Oh Maybe shit! Four, four or five weeks ago, I remember seeing it go down my timeline, and it was like they said not guilty, and you see Snoop like collapse at the table <gasps> and like start praying, and it's like, oh yeah. my god, yeah, that happened. And he was like what nineteen or twenty? Oh my god. Four to five weeks ago, I was, like, not thinking about that at all. I was sending my friend Caroline a clip from when Snoop was on Price is Right. That's, like, where my mind was at. I've never seen that. Oh, my God. He has a beast at Plinko. 
he like guides a woman to getting plinko on plinko really that is how much of a g he is which is terrible Okay. That is the first thing I thought of. I have an assignment tonight, then, is to go home <laughs> and pull up the To YouTube watch all video. the worst clips ever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we Dave Matthews set it off with a pretty high bar. Yo, he's right. So well, I feel like I can only go up Snoop, Snoop right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I got to make some time. Kanye's on Family Feud. It's like rappers are, are getting in places I just didn't think certain rappers would be. Yeah. But especially when like, you talk about people from Atlanta and people that make trap music. I mean, T.I.'s version of trap music is much different than where we are right now. For sure. Oh, my God. Like, Dope Boys was in the trap when T.I. was making trap. Right. Now, I don't even think they even talk. They talk about doing dope now. Like, that's what's so crazy. Yeah. You know, from, like, pitching to people, having to deal with, like, fiends and running from the cops to, like, being EDM music. Like, I get high as hell. To Molly, too. (laughs) Not just high, high as hell. Oh, man. I mean, that's the other thing, too. Like, watching Trap ascend and, like, transcend, like, its original meaning has just been, like, kind of crazy. Yeah, it's crazy because when you were talking earlier before, I guess we got on the mic, you were telling me that Christina Aguilera's album came out and you were like, she has a record with, uh, who'd you say she has a song with? Well, uh, she got a, she got songs with uh, Gold Link, she's got a song right. with Anderson Pac, and then one with, I think, Ty Dolla signed at 2 Chains. Ty Dolla, okay, right, okay, so right. So that, in my mind, song. as soon as you said her album came out, the first question that came in my mind is like, I wonder, does she have a trap song? <laughs> like, that's I, where we're that at with the, it. I man. know. Like, that is you, where they're if at. You are, if you are a white artist, if you are an artist that isn't of color, I like, I ask myself, like, are you going to just put a random, inexplicable trap song on your album just because, like. Right. Kind of like Katy Perry, Dark Horse oh, back in the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's been happening for like a few years like, now. Juicy yeah. and Where? Katy Perry having a record together. Yeah. Only And it was her idea. He was, what, bands had just came out? He was already writing that He was that already one. like so, on like, fire. He was, and... the, he was the trap uncle. He was the one you called. Right. That you wanted, like that Mike will be. But when, when she called. I know. I knew that it was Dark Times was coming. Dark Times. <laughs> dark Times was coming. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, I guess just this, that's where we are now. Like, I mean, hip hop is already, hip hop as a as a whole had already taken over as like the the quintessential pop music of the era. Mm-hmm. And now it's like it's even more specific. It's not just rap music; it's trap music. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's like it, you know, it's like more micro now. So I don't know what the next thing is. Like, yeah. how much blood are we gonna get out of this stone? Mm. Mm. How many years of trap have we been in? Oh, the version of trap as it currently stands. Current trap. I mean, I'd mark it as TM one hundred and one. Two thousand five. Yeah, because I feel like the yeah. sound of Shorty Red and like that those guys were giving Jeezy like that was. I mean, even now it's Good different point. than what it was mm-hmm. then. But like, I feel like that was like that's the dad. Yeah, yeah. And, and he was like, making the anthems too. He was making the and the huge anthems. Oh my god, <laughs> like so. floor shaking anthems. So right. now I feel like you know it's it's been taken and like done. I mean, Stir Fry is a trap song. Yeah, but it's not like the elements of Stir Fry sonically are very different than anything that oh, was yeah. on TM One Hundred One. And, and theme wise too, like right. I don't even think Jeezy had that kind of record in him back then. I don't think anything like it had to be so trap heavy. Everything was so trap heavy with Jeezy. I yeah, mean, his yams at his auntie's house. Man, <laughs> it 
that was the same. <laughs> that was like, the I heard single. that with my actual aunt, and she was like, "He likes yams." Like, <laughs> and I was like, he, yeah. right, "Yes, right, right, you right. are correct." He right. sure does. Like, I don't know if Migos they get those reactions when people hear their records. I'm like, huh? Like, do your would, you, would your mom look at you and be like, "What's a bando?" I don't think so. I feel like these are yeah. things that they wouldn't even wonder about. But Jeezy, everything was like so so trap esque. Well, the other part of that too is that Jeezy is was is much more uh, intelligible. <laughs> like the way Jeezy's style was, it was like a slow, yeah. deliberate. Like the the I mean, the yeah. flow that's associated with trap now is also different. Mm. Put it like oh that. yeah, that's for sure. The whole right. thing is and that was like the main complaint with Jeezy back then. Because if yeah. you like read back on those older stories, it's kind of like. Like his punchlines are just so like weird, man. Like what's going on? It took me a minute. I'm not gonna even lie. Yeah. It took me a minute because yeah. I was like, and you guys weren't like instantly sold. I was sold that it was a big song in the club, but in my mind, I was just like, mm. I don't know, like patty cake, patty cake, microwave. It took me a minute to like. It took me. I'm not gonna hold you. It took me a minute to get past that. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I didn't even want to be a jam sport. Like, I wasn't that guy. It wasn't about real hip hop, but it was, he just said patty cake, patty cake, microwave. And I was like, and He said really? it so seriously, too. Like, <laughs> like, he, like he, he sold it. it. He, yeah, he sold mm-hmm. it. And I was just like, This is what we're doing now, huh? Oh my <laughs> God. But it's so icy. Like, I was so, yeah, so, so icy. Yeah, I was, I was sold on so icy. But too. I do feel you. Yeah. Like, when you get to Team 101, there's some very elementary moments. Yeah. But it, it's him. But they still, they still knock. I they knock. Yeah. No, it was, it's, it's it classic cheesy, material. Like it's it all just... about the charisma. It's like he wanted to sell you on it like so bad that by the end of it, you were like, okay, fine. okay, fine. I got I'll it. I'll buy. You know what? It's all good. I still think Jeezy was doing marketing for his drug dealing on the side. <laughs> I really think he wrapped <laughs> oh, it a certain Lord. kind of way where it was marketing. Why else did you come up with the snowman? But right, the snowman. He told oh. you how much uh, it costs to get a key. Like mm-hmm. Jeezy was doing these things actively. Right. Where it was like if rap wasn't working out, he was definitely I'm selling. Going rice. back, dog. It's <laughs> nothing, dog. Going right back. Was there any? Has there been anyone in particular coming out of Atlanta that you thought was going to be like bigger? Hmm. Or you're like, huh? Young Joe. Oh. Yeah. Oh my God. He is. I feel like he is the like, the poster boy for like. Damn, you had all this and you still didn't. He had all the keys. All, all the, the keys. What happened? I think his work ethic. From really? from people I've talked to, I think Dro, like likes to get a little bit of money and then go off and do whatever he's gonna do. It doesn't give a shit about rapping until it's time to it's like <laughs> get some more money and like go back and do some shit. He made like, a lot of money off shoulder lean. Big because that went platinum, right? Yeah. And and then, plat- it definitely went gold. And mm-hmm. then it was a million places it got licensed. Mm-hmm. Oh, all the ringtone money. The ringtones and movie cuts and all that kind of That's stuff. That's why yeah. it took seven years to <laughs> drop <laughs> <the> song. <laughs> to go, to go get <laughs> he did too well. He was the most, like, the, the rapper that got too successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was like, I can take a break. I, I'm cool. But I yeah. really think that he had something, you know. Not only was, like, a shouldering a, a record, but it was like you recognized he wasn't T.I. Yeah, you for know, sure. People gravitated yeah. toward Dro, and I was like, "This guy's gonna go." Yeah, FDB is Young Dro too, right? Yeah, yeah. He Be- would pop up with a hit 
he needed one. I've oh. been waiting for one. I thought yeah. that I'm thinking my stuff like this first day of summer was a couple of days ago, and I'm like, it's about that time to get. Oh the my god! Really young Joe song. I know. Right? We, haven't, we haven't gotten it yet. So. And the shit he released like still kind of holds up because I think back when people on Twitter were just starting to figure out how to like set like do that punchline where it's like here's a random video and like here's a song that you don't expect right on the mm-hmm. bottom okay. like i remember like one of the first videos i saw like that was like of a little girl just kind of like twirling around like she's clearly like three years old but it's to fdb and i was yeah. like it's me it me <laughs> right there like. <laughs> and i mean that song was released like how long ago i don't even know 2013 right 13, yeah. damn I think it, was thir- it was 13 or 14 but yeah. i want to say it was 13 god damn but that, but you're right though every every draw hit holds up right now yeah like easily from shoulder lean to uh fdb mm-hmm. uh we be in the city oh my god yeah um that was it was another one uh Freeze Me didn't really go. Oh, Rubber Band Banks. Oh, Rubber Band Banks. Like, to me, all of these joints, you can play them. Joe can show up anywhere and perform these songs. Yeah. And be like... A cool six-song set. and Fire. (laughs) Fire. You get 20 minutes of Young Joe. 18 and a half minutes of Young Joe right now. (laughs) Fire. I wouldn't complain. But he was kind of ahead of his time, too, just as as a character. Like... True. The thing that the Migos have that I haven't quite figured out how they did it is that most of the Atlanta rappers, I feel like, have a huge personality, huge character that goes along with their raps. Mm-hmm. Like, along with the style and, like, the the voices and, like, country accents, all that kind of thing. Like, I feel like all Atlanta rappers have that that magical touch of personality whether it's ti you mean in like an interview setting where they just win you over with their charisma Mm -hmm. or what do you mean yeah i think i think a certain level of charisma whether it's an interview or on just on the record or like or like gucci main on uh instagram stories right now wildly the lagoon video is amazing thank you i just saw this yes do you you know what i'm talking about Uh gucci main is in iceland he's vacationing in iceland right now and he's what did he say? He, he he's he hanging has out a in a house. I guess it's a house. It doesn't like a hotel. Like he has a house out there. He Airbnb the shit. He must have Airbnb. I, I think it probably is an Airbnb. When he leaves nice. there, I think his last post is going to be like an Airbnb <laughs> tag on or something. Mm-hmm. It seems mm-hmm. like one of those cribs. Anyway, but instead of a pool out back, it's like somehow they built it so like it fills with lagoon water that's like right outside the property. So it's like. So we freestyles. Yeah. It's like this in a pool. Gucci's in a lagoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like Gucci Mane with a, with an ice cream on his face, and you're like <laughs> yeah, it makes me smile so much because like because no, you don't amazing. know what's brighter, you don't know what's brighter, the lagoon water or a smile. It's right. like so- huge bright white teeth. He's happy as hell in this warm. He's like this water, this water hot as hell. I know. This ain't no pool. Gucci in a lagoon. I, I could just hear it in his voice. Yeah. Oh man, he's so delivered. Happy. So that's what you mean. Yeah. The yeah. Je ne sais quoi. So, there you go. The Atlanta rappers have a je ne sais quoi. But for whatever reason, Migos don't seem to have that like on stage. Mm. Mm. Or like, in or in general. Or in general. Although not... although you know what? Quavo going to uh Kroger during this latest ice storm or whatever. A little bit of that. A little bit of that. A little bit of that. But, but they're not but Dro had it all. He he had it all. Joe had it all. He was a certified superstar. All he had to do was just 
do the work. Like, do yeah, more. Just look. do more. He just do, record records. <laughs> oh, the rapper part. And rap. The rapper part. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, everything Whoa. Whoa. All he literally had to do was and, be a rapper. And that's and, so like, funny compared to, like, Little Baby and Thug, who just record all the time. Right. That's becoming, like, the new Atlanta thing. The Rich Homie Kwan, you know, 400 records. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Adopted from, like, Lil Wayne and all that. Four records. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, there's something to say about his efficiency, right? I guess. Like, efficiency? Joe is very efficient. Okay. Even if he wasn't putting out, like, volume. Uh-huh. It feels like when he <laughs> shoots, it goes in for the most part. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's not putting up bricks, right? Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I don't know too. That's I don't know too many young Joe bricks. Like, to me, it seems like when the song comes out and he's decided this is the one, it's the one. It's the one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It just works like that. But, like... I don't know. I mean, I'm always going to be a champion of, like, DG Yola and Maceo. Uh, Did you think they would be bigger? I can't say that I didn't know if they were going to be bigger because I feel like I never got a proper sample size. Because mm. they were literally, like, one-hit wonders. Mm. And it didn't, but they're one-hits. Uh, those are huge hits. Like, if you don't know. Yola it, had two, right? I don't know I the second two one. Records. He might have had a second one, too. I, the only, I just know Ain't Gonna Let Up. And that I, might be it. that's in my list of like top 10 favorite songs ever across all genres. Oh my God. I love knowing this about you. Yeah. Like it might be number 10, but like DJ Yola is there with like Jay Z, Stevie Wonder, Michael Jackson. <laughs> like, this is the best. And, right. and I'm not saying any of this and ironically. He might be number it's 10. Deserved, right? it's but ain't going to let up like that song means something to my soul. Oh my God. You can play it anytime from like now until it, it, it yeah. will always be like there. that message is there. When it's, yeah, yeah. the message that is always there. there. There's not like there's a lot of records about haters that are like trite and mm-hmm. like cliche. Yeah. But that is the definitive record about people just not giving you good energy and just like Yeah. Uh fuck all y'all. I'm about to do this shit. Like yeah. that is it. I don't know of a more pure way to say that message than that song right there. Oh my god. It's amazing. I agree. Yeah, I mean that's just that's just where I'm at with my life. Oh my god! So yeah, God bless anyone who doesn't know this record that I'm talking about. Do, <laughs> do yourself I a favor. Everyone knows. I, I know I, it's not that big, but I feel like right now, if you're like a millennial, you don't know that record. Like we're. I feel you? like unless you live, unless you live in Alabama, Iceland. Georgia, Tennessee, maybe South Carolina, and maybe some parts of Florida. I think there's a pretty good chance you have no idea. I think who if we go up north and play that record for people, they would be like, "I've never heard this." Absolutely, song. I think you, I think you could walk in pretty much any club or any place that's playing hip hop in Brooklyn, and unless there's someone in there who's from the south, no one will know that song. Although, like full disclosure, like half of Brooklyn seems to be from Atlanta. There's a lot of that going on nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you're right, it's like, but it would have to be. It would be like one person who goes crazy, and the rest of the bar would be looking around like. What the fuck is the big deal? Yeah, right. Because that steel drum hits, it's only one song. Right. Like, I don't know too many other mm. hip hop songs that come on with the steel drum. Like I think Big Sean tried to use the steel drum for WAP. Terrible. And it was, yeah, it just didn't. It wasn't even hot, so it was just like Sean right. did nothing to you. <laughs> you don't <laughs> know that. Yeah, you yeah, don't yeah, know yeah. that. Tell us more about your Big Sean theory, Christine. Le- I don't really have a theory. I just really think he's honestly the annoying younger cousin. Who, like, tries to join in on everybody's fun, and then the aunt in the other room is like, just fucking give him the PlayStation controller and leave us alone. You don't think Big Sean can rap? He doesn't entertain you at all? 
It sounds strange like 99% of the time. Wait, strange? Strange. That's your word. No, oh, strange. His, like his voice is strange. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he he's that. just, tr- like he's Sorry. trying really hard in a way that's just like, oh, honey. But I don't know. I He just doesn't do it for me like that. You know like what's that. funny about it? Now that you're saying that, it's making me want to slander Big Sean. Not slander Big Sean, but it's like, it makes, like, now that you say that, you know, he always tells his story about, like, the first time he rapped for Kanye. Like, he was at the radio station, mm-hmm. and he ran up there, and oh, he I rapped, and, like, yep. the, the whole thing. In my mind now, when I think about it, it sounds like he never left that moment. And every rap he raps is, like, he's rapping for Kanye for the Ooh. first time to try to get a deal. Like, I'm so excited. I'm just going to say all my bars to you right now really fast. And I really subscribe like, to this Big Sean theory. I do not like this theory. I just want to send him to a therapist and like work that out. <laughs> How bad would that be if it was true? If he's just like stuck in that, I gotta impress Kanye. I think I feel like it's a time mode. loop. Like you, you brought clarity to me in that moment, and I feel like now it kind of. And I like Big Sean, is, but it does kind of sound like, yes, like this is my shot. I have to like. No mom spaghetti. I have to like go all the way. You know what? That was synergy because I was literally just thinking eight mile as you were saying that. Yeah, no. Oh my God. I feel like that's the moment that he's living every single day that he raps. And it's like, I have to do all of this right now. That Big Sean will definitely remake Eight Mile. Oh my God, no. How? How are we going to do that? Is he going to be the Mackay Pfeiffer character? No, I can see. Can you imagine if he starred in like a 2018 version of Eight Mile? I can see it. They're both from Detroit. They're both from Detroit. You can say his homage. Black films are bubbling right now. I want to do like the black. There's no like black. Want to bring attention to the city? What's his moniker? If if, uh, Eminem was Rabbit. Rabbit. He'll have to be. I was gonna say Stuart Little, but <laughs> I mean Big Sean Stuart. Uh, he have to be. I don't know. That's a good question. What would Big Sean be? Rabbit. Be Rabbit was a terrible moniker. I hope he comes up with something better than Be Rabbit. I know that's we a don't terrible rabbit. Who came up with that? You think Eminem was like? That's what I wanted. Well, that's you know, it's ripping off Song of the South, right? Is it? Rare Rabbit, Be Rabbit. I yeah, feel like, like that the, has to be it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like that would, but it's like that's logical. They try to make us feel bad for him getting bullied, but it's like your name is B Rabbit. Like they're supposed to make fun of you. <laughs> 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 like, he didn't have you as a manager back then. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, uh, of course they beat you up and called you names. Oh Your name God. is B Rabbit. Oh my like, God, every terrible. time they called him Rabbit, I just cringe. <laughs> like, like that's it, not real. Like come terrible on. Name. But then if you're an actor, you have to like say it with passion and like in different type of ways. Like you're calling him from down the street and you're trying oh, to Rabbit. <laughs> like do that eighty times a day. Like how crazy do you sound like in rehearsal trying to practice how you say Rabbit? I know. It's just like but Sean would kill the remake. Come oh on. my god, yeah. why are you trying to convince me this? A lot of double time for well, I feel like it would be like equivalent to the movie Creed. Absolutely no. not. It'll never be Get Rocky. Get out of here. It wouldn't be Rocky. Okay. I, I literally no. thought the exact same thing. But no. No, I thought Big Sean, he would definitely Creed he would. 8 Mile. <laughs> no. He would Creed the shit the out of 8 Mile. out of here. Mile. I believe it. <laughs> I, Did you I, hear my voice go off <laughs> Stop. No. Okay, we'll stop with the Big Sean fan fiction. I just but if it happens, just know. Just know. Just know. Just know it happened right here. Oh, my God. 
Okay. Is there anybody from Atlanta you didn't think, well, you thought was going to be huge that just didn't, you know, break through? I, it wasn't that Waka Flocka wasn't huge when he, like, came out, because that music was definitely of a moment. I'm just, mm. like, really surprised that he wasn't able to follow that up. Really. Because, mm. like, Flocka Valley 2 came out, and it was to, like, I think it was, like, almost, like, his honest, and that they tried to, like, he tried to have as many guests as possible, because that was the expectation for albums back then. Right. And then he disappeared to EDM line forever, which, like, I hear he's doing just fine. Yeah, I heard he made a bunch of money over there. So it's fine. He's fine. I'm just surprised that in rap, he seemed to disappear very quickly. Yeah. I mean, he had a huge moment. Oh, my God. That album. All This Dude is a classic hip-hop song. Yes. But it's also, like, that that first trap hit that really took off. That put on, like, a new artist. Yeah. Like, had the leg speed with... A rapper who just told the world he didn't care about lyrics at all. Like, yeah. so it was all this. You remember all the extra hate? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. But then it was like, yeah, you can't really deny this. Because it was hard. Hard in the paint was hard. Oh, my was God. Was Waka Flocka the first, like, mumble rap sacrifice? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Because I never heard this, comp- This like, the mumble rap thing with Gucci never happened. I never heard really people. I mean, I could be missing a conversation somewhere. I think. I didn't hear that kind of I think of a lot of the prestige, like, white rap critic blogs called called him Bushmouthed a lot. Really? Yeah. It was a little weird. I, I never read that, but that would be Is great. that in a... I mean, obviously, Mushmouth is not a positive way to necessarily spin that. But, like, were these the same magazines that, like, love Gucci Mane, ironically? I mean, they w- they went on to write for, like, bigger, bigger publications. But at the time, they were just, oh, like, debating in the right. blog spots for now. Right. Um, I mean, so. he, he, had a, he was way more stuffy back then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. literally. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think he got the mumble rapper kind of shade early on. I don't remember how people felt about Gucci early. That's because it's so crazy how much they love him now. But that wasn't oh, yeah. always the case. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, no, he went through like a MLK type of thing where it oh was my God. like, we don't, we don't fuck with you now, but when you die, we'll love you. We like, loved your dream speech. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That type of thing. Like, oh, you killed the guy? That is awesome. <laughs> you made wasted. You made wasted. Like, <laughs> yeah, we'll never forget you. You're so real. <laughs> Gucci Mane is so real. And then oh. he was in that movie. You know, he did all the oh, right. Spring Breakers. Oh, my God, Spring Breakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The myth, like, the way he became a myth was so crazy because it was, he just wasn't the biggest rapper. No. But before going to jail and during jail and after jail, he, like, really positioned himself to be, like, larger than life. Yeah. yeah. I guess you got to kind of do that. Like, if you what? really want to be, like, if you make – you know, trap rap records, mm-hmm. but you don't have the personality. You don't really uh, get to where Gucci is now, or even kind of have the prestige of a Jeezy, or even a Ti. Ti had mad personality. Yeah, from like the gate, you couldn't forget these guys. What is Future's personality then? Uh, Hendrix is his <laughs> yeah. personality. It, he's one of those guys too. Although he gives, I feel like he gives a lot more energy on stage than the Migos do. Yeah. As far as like that being a part of personality. Mm-hmm. But I think Hendrix kind of has the same thing that The Weeknd does. Like they, I feel like they share this like dark, ominous thing that people I'm be buy mysterious. into. Yeah, the mysterious. Like the everybody type. can't really sell mysterious, but I feel like Not for whatever enough. reason it works for them. Okay. Future okay, that's never fair. Felt like a pop star rapper though. Like at all. After turning my turning the lights, he didn't just all of a sudden was in front of cameras and felt like he was really pushing some type of like super clean rapper image like he's always been pretty low-key 
I think especially after Honest, left LA, came back here, dropped the three, the, 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 the trilogy, the, trilogy, the, 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 the masterful trilogy. Yeah. And yeah. after that, you know, it was Future Hive. It was uh, this mystique about him. Very yeah. quiet, very, you know, like, I still don't know if he did those 56 Zans. Like, there's so I, much about him, like, like Diddy or yeah right I oh my god can I tell you something about Future I've never actually interviewed Future but I've met Future it was like at the honest release party it was like I went with Mike and I went with my friend Austin and you know we're just you know how release parties go where was the release party somewhere in like Midtown okay like a tiny little club or whatever but anyway so his publicist uh Peter is like oh I really want you to meet Future or something because I think at the time I was working on I don't even know what I thought I was going to be interviewing Future, but I ended up not interviewing Future. So Future comes over to me, and, you know, he's tall, and he, like, shakes his hand. He shakes my hand. And that's when I realized, like, this dude has, like, the softest hands (laughs) I have ever felt in my life. So these questions that you ask about whether he did this, whether he did that, that is literally the first thing I think of, which is, like, this dude has never – like, I worked in fast food. Okay, I still have fucking eczema. I still have like you know fucking blisters on like my knuckles or whatever. You mean to tell me that this dude is a trap star? <laughs> With this oil of olay hair. And he does not need to see a dermatologist. Like what the fuck? I don't believe it. But anyway, doesn't matter. <laughs> That's what the point that is, is just my great. great point though. Yeah, no, he's a very mysterious dude. Like, I remember listening to an episode of, I think it was a Combat Jack show, and they were talking to Jill Scott, and Jill Scott went on for, like, five minutes about how much she loves Future. Oh, my God, I love that. And not just necessarily in, like, not just, like, his music. I think she described him as, I wish I could get it verbatim, because, like, I could, that's when I tell, like, oh, Jill Scott would probably give Hendrix some, like, if she really was... Oh my god I think she described him As being like Carved of She said it looks like He's carved of Ebony marble And something else And I was like Oh shit Like that's not just Some shit you just Say like That's when you felt that That's why you said it Like I was like Oh shit Jill Scott would throw it At Future And that's when I thought To him I was like Wow Future's big Like that's (laughs) That was the moment That was the moment I was like Wow Like it's it's different now Oh my god Like Nature goddesses trying to like rhapsodizing about you, shit. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So any? How did I miss that? How did you miss what? The Jill Scott. Like that was not something that went viral. That would have been something I thought would have went crazy. I think I want to say I posted it to Bossit, but it didn't turn into anything that like everyone jumped on. I guess it was kind of just you know a passing thought because it wasn't even a huge moment in the episode. But like they got to talking about something, and it ended up. Going into future, and she was, oh my god, I love future. And I was, oh, oh my god, wow. Okay, Jilly, <laughs> <laughs> tell, him, tell him how you feel. Oh my god. All right. Well, any any last thoughts? Um, any last thoughts? Tiana Taylor album still didn't out yet. Oh my god. <laughs> Little baby's a star. Oh my God, little baby! We should have talked ba- about oh, little yeah, baby. Oh yeah, I just, I just wanted that's my stamp. Little right there, he's yeah. a star. Yeah. Okay, when did you know? Was it why why why? That's I'm little baby. Which is also the second line <laughs> that annoys people that I personally love from Atlanta. I think I think that and the la di da di da. Right. Yeah. Like, those two amazing lines that people hate. Who hates them? 
first of oh, all. People oh, oh, people. Hate oh my god. Oh, people oh. hate that. People hate they're inhuman. Oh, they're they inhuman. are human, but they people hate, hate it. I okay. Think, I think my dog though. My dogs like I thought when I heard that on the radio. I was like, "Huh. This could go." And ever since then, he's just been he's been on fire. Well, how does he compare to like other like homegrown talent, I guess? Mm, I think he reminds me of like with 21 where the street support is so heavy mm. you know like I think we really got to the point where if you're in Atlanta and the streets really love you you'll see it you know that kid wasn't rapping very long but he didn't have to because people knew who he was and the minute the records start coming out just the way the city uplifted him like I knew he was gonna be something shit it's dope that we still do that here yeah like if the city loves you, you're gonna go. <laughs> like, if you're that guy in the city, yeah. you know, if they know your records and they know your face, right? When is he out here? Right. Yeah. That's all I got. Perfect. Should we sign off? Yeah. Um. Well, we appreciate all y'all for uh, listening to this here program. Uh, you can find me at uh, Hip Hop Obama if you want to spam me with your slander and your hatred toward my. Oh takes. my god. I just want to interact with the fans. If you do, love, you yeah, sure. Okay. Whoever's out here listening, I hit them, hit me up, and um, we'll have fun. Okay. Talking more rap nerdery on the internet. Okay. Um, I'm Christina. My Twitter is at Mina and Lee, and my email is in my bio. So send your mixtapes over there. Do not DM them to me. Wow, you really <laughs> opened the doors of the church. I oh, am just saying. <laughs> Put yourself in that position. No one sends me their mixtape. <laughs> I'm gonna send you my email. <laughs> <laughs> what? There was someone not getting mixtapes. Had no idea. And this is Yo. You can tweet me at Yo31. Do not send your mixtape. <laughs> <laughs>